his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Indiana. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. Yes, I'm going to continue to call it Twitter until somebody tells me not to. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Brando's back. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? Sunburnt and barely living, but I am back in, back on the pod, ready to chat uh, this weekend. Uh, but can I first say my friends were all rooting for IU. Like, there, there wasn't a Big Ten fan in the entire mansion that we were at. There were 25 other people in this mansion. Not a single person was rooting for Ohio State. Of course. Um, the Ohio State hate is national. Nationwide. National. Yes. Especially, especially in that first two quarters. Everyone was either at the beach or in the ocean or in the pool. By midway through the second quarter, almost everybody was watching this game. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, one guy that was definitely watching the game and using his Twitter fingers, producer Seth, um, picked himself back up from his early defeat and got us through our defeat. You can block him on Twitter personally, at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Seth, what's it like to lose to a state school? Oh, it's knee jerk junction, baby. Let's just hot take everywhere. Oh, yeah. Let's just spit terrible opinions and pretend like four quarters equate to the entire season. Is Purdue Twitter as much on fire as IU football Twitter is? I've avoided it at all costs. Okay. Because after the game, I was still drunk enough to with uh, endure IU football Twitter, and it seemed to be surprisingly positive. Um, but today, especially, it just seems like it's all taken a dump. So um, let's get right into it. We're here to do a post game. It's a little bit uh, different than the normal post game stuff from last year, the year before that as well. So this, we're not going to do like the, what went wrong, what went well, you know, all this stuff. We're just going to read some key stats and we'll kind of branch off from there. We'll also do our traditional stocks up offense and defense. And if you want to throw in a special teams, we can, and then we'll do stocks down. And I want to preface this and I'll preface it before we get there again. This does not mean we hate that player and or coach, maybe the coach, but um, just means that maybe they had like a rough game. Maybe they can bounce back up from that. So speak for yourself. <laughs> I said maybe coach. So maybe a hint at where we're going on the stocks up, stocks down. I'm not going to bore everybody with the website stuff and read all that stuff again. Websites, podcastleo.com, uh, stores up, sales still going on. And you know what? We'll just do it all season. It'll be all the time. New prices on all that stuff. Check it out. Um, had a few of you guys buy some shirts last week. So keep it up. And uh, rep the LEO podcast. I did all tailgate last uh, Saturday and uh, probably will again on Friday. And I'm going to make a day of it on Friday too, boys. Wait till we talk about that on the preview. Hopefully my bosses don't listen to the podcast. So uh, let's get right into it. We're going to do this new part. It's called Key Stats. And uh, I'm assuming they're not going to be this key every game, Brandon. Uh, Ohio State, not that great right i mean if we're gonna jump to conclusions their quarterback situation is ugh, right uh i mean we thought they had two they have yeah. none i mean that, well, that cliche that's thrown around yeah. all oh, the yeah. time yeah right they truly have no quarterback um yes. i i can't wait to see i mean they are totally i mean devin brown looked awful and they just went away from him did he even play after the first? Quarter? No, he played that one series and I did not know he was number 33, by the way. I thought he was, he came in for that one series 
And in my drunken stupor, I looked at the Ohio State fan next to me, not the guy that I brought, by the way, um, who was like the most normal fan ever. Like he wasn't obnoxious or anything. Um, the guys next to him, I was like, who, what was that? Was that like a wildcat situation? Like, what was that? Who was that? And they're like, I don't know. So that just tells you how much of, uh, you know, how well these Indiana groomed Ohio State fans know their team, right? Uh, Kyle McCord, 20 of 33, 239 yards, one interception, no touchdowns, and a quarterback rating, Brandon, of 78.1. Was never scared a single time he dropped back. No. I was did excited. Not, did not think... Oh, this guy's gonna make a play. This guy's gonna throw a dart down the seam or or no. a good ball to Marvin Harrison. No. Um this guy. Wow. Yikes. Yes. Two other guys that should have scared the living poop out of you. Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams combined, Brandon. Let me read these stats. 19 carries for 72 yards. That's under four yards a carry. A long of 19 yards. People will say, well, Mayan Williams had a good fantasy day, maybe. Two touchdowns, real short ones. I think a six-yarder and a three-yarder maybe or something like that. Um, those guys, if if the quarterback wasn't going to hurt you and the wide receivers weren't going to hurt you, which we'll talk about them too, ugh, the running game should have killed you. That didn't kill anybody. And those two studs were around, hanging around all American teams all preseason. Some of them said Travion Henderson was the best running back in the Big Ten. No, sorry. Not if this is how their offensive line is going to look all year. The wide receivers we hinted at. Marvin Harrison Jr., number two overall pick in mock drafts for next year. Combined with his buddy, Emeka Abuka. Five catches, 34 yards, zero touchdowns. So let's also not bury the story here. They weren't getting open. Like Kyle McCord did not look good. Kyle McCord did not look good, but it's not like it's not like they were creating separation at the line. They were, for the most part, combat catches they had to make or completely taken out. Yeah, there was one play, Brandon, and there I guarantee you, you you're not going to remember. I remember it just because I was like, from that on, from there on in, and Seth will get to you here in just a second. From there on in, I was so scared because they put a, they put Jamari Sharp, who by the way, great game. Redshirt freshman, great game by Jamari, um, out on single coverage with Marvin Harrison, and he got him. But the problem is their offensive line can't block. Therefore, their quarterback doesn't have time to throw the ball or look downfield, and he missed him. From there on out, he was double covered. He was nowhere to be found. They couldn't do anything with, uh, how do you say his last name? Egbuka, down the field. They tried to get the ball in his hands in running game, short game. Again, five catches combined for 34 yards. Seth, what do you want to say? I feel like Don Dan Dockage saying this, but every time they zoomed in on Marvin Harrison Jr., he looked pissed. He oh, looked sure. miserable. It was so like I kept waiting for them to say something about it, but they just would linger on him like pouting face. And I was just like, oh, he's not having fun. Yeah. He he has this JV quarterback and he does not like it. I might be reading too much into it, but it looked, it did not look like good body language. No, I mean the, and you guys know how much I hate, and I will throw this out there. I will say the word hate. I hate this fan base, the Ohio state fan base. They're the worst, right? They're cocky. They're just obnoxious, right? They were so scared that entire game until it just mathematically didn't make sense for us to be able to come back anymore. Yeah. They were petrified because these studs that they have, and they're good players. I'm not going to downplay these, but I'm just telling you, and we'll talk about what kept them down here in a little bit. They were nowhere, bro. And they were two of 12 on third downs. IU won the takeaway battle again. I read a stat today. Uh, Ohio State hasn't turned Ohio, hasn't turned IU over in the last four games. That's crazy, and we still have one. We have twenty eight straight with loss, to be honest. But uh, and it should have been two. I know that I called Seth in the middle of the review on the uh, Magnum Ferrar fumble. I saw the replay today. I went back and watched some of the game, bro. I don't know. I don't know how you overturn that one, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
doesn't matter. Anything else you guys want to add on Ohio State, key stat wise? So, also, we I feel like we didn't talk about enough how big it was them losing their two starting tackles. I Holy tried. cow! Did they try to? Did they look like they were on skates? Yeah, there's a play. Skates. There's a play, and maybe we can find it. Uh, Seth might be able to find it during the podcast. I think I liked it on our account, Seth. Um, there's a play somebody shot. It was the very first offensive play for Ohio State. They tried to run the ball, I think, outside on the right side of their line. And that both tackles, you can see both tackles got completely ate up by the defensive ends. And it just left it wide open for the corner on that side. And then one of the linebackers to get in and make the, the TFL or it was a no gain run, either one of the two. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we covered that in key stats because no sacks. IU didn't register any sacks, but I felt like we were pressuring them a lot of pressure quarters. Dude, they were dink and dunk, bro. I don't know. What is that? 20 for what is I, I don't have the calculator right right in front of me, but 20 completions for 239 yards is nothing, right? No. 239, 20. 10 yards, basically. I mean, it's uh, 12 yards of completion, right? 61% completion. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's those are okay numbers, right? If you're throwing touchdowns, if you're moving the football. They didn't move the football. Just didn't do it. Um, that's probably all of the Ohio state. We're going to talk the rest of the pod. Thank God. Now let's talk. IU. I maybe think, I don't know if that's good or not. The part we're about ready to talk about. It's not great. So our quarterbacks weren't very good either. <laughs> so Taven Jackson and Brandon Soresby, the starter combined 19 of 20 for 82 yards, no touchdowns, no picks running backs. Couldn't get anything going. Uh, I, I think there's, a, there's still so much talent there, man. It's not even funny. Christian Turner looks like a player. Um, Josh Henderson couldn't get any any room. He only ran the ball, I think, three times. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen, they tried to keep forcing Jalen. We love Jalen Lucas, but he's not a he's not a middle of the line runner. Uh, and then the wide receiver group looks. I think they look big. They look athletic. They look fun. But you got to give them some ball. You got to give them the ball. Anything else you guys want to add offense or any stats that stood out to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Hold, hold on one second. Soresby was still, I'm calculating it. That last drive seven of 10 throwing. Okay. Seven of 10 throwing. So if you just put that together, they were two and 13 throwing before that drive. That's absurd to only have 13 passes against Ohio state. Yeah, like they didn't set up the run game to succeed. You ran your smallest guy between the tackles 80 percent of the time. Yeah, there. I mean, I kind of I mean, I know that you were really you gave an awesome stat about the IU winning the takeaways and haven't had a turnover. I wanted them to push the ball down the field. And if it turned into a 40 yard punt, I don't care. Oh, the punter. Oh, the punter. (laughs) Oh, so, I mean, so again, good. so I think Soresby looked incredible that last drive. Yeah. Considering considering he started at the seven. That's another thing that I don't think this will come up in stock up or stock down, but like the special teams penalties. Yeah. I they mean, were, were just they neutered. I, I read it on Peegs. If you're not if you don't subscribe to Peegs, subscribe to Peegs. They, they give awesome insight. IU started inside their 20. Four times and inside their 10 twice. Yeah. You're just, you're not going to be able to go 80, 90 yards against Ohio State. You're just not. And Jalen Lucas set him up to be oh, able to do time. that. I can't believe they kicked to him, Brandon. I'm sitting there at the game and I go, they're not going to kick to him. They kicked to him. So, I mean, when you have Jalen Lucas, don't worry about having to hold, he'll make a miss. <laughs> Like, if you have the slightest doubt in your mind, it's going to be a push in the back or a hole. Just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. That's my message to the IU special teams. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was that, the, the special teams in the starting field position, that's a stat I couldn't find. But I just felt like, I mean, again, IU scored three points. But they yeah. never put themselves in a good spot because of field position and for play calling, which I'm sure we'll get into get into more we will get into the um but but yeah i mean outside of a drop here a drop there i mean dequeese carter looked nice cam camper's back 
Cam Camper back. is back, hundred percent. Like let's yeah. let's throw out the whole coming off an injury, scared of a DJ Matthews situation. Um, Cam Camper is Cam Camper is back. Um, Donovan McCulley looked like he was running his routes hard. How do you throw the ball to Jay and Lucas once and on a dump off uh, swing pass? I did read this again. I spent a lot of Monday in an airport and a lot of today just laying around. You know how many times? So I was wrong. This is my prediction. I was wrong. How many? You know how many times he lined up in the slot? Five times. None. Zero. Really? Not a zilch. How do wow. you not put your best playmaker into a position where you know you're going to get matchups? That's egregious. Uh, this is how they use Jalen Lucas. Between the tackles and not at slot, that's criminal. Absolutely criminal. There's so many things that went wrong on that side of the ball, Brandon. And it's not. I it's, Yeah, go ahead, Seth. Oh, you were just telling us to keep going. Let's keep moving. Um, I'm, I put defense and I put love emoji. But I'm, we'll talk about defense here in just a minute. Because when we get to stock up, uh, which we're at now, we're going to pick two players on defense because they were good. I mean, 23 points. How many of those possessions were, you know, it, they never really had great field position. But if you hold Ohio State to 23 points, dude, this game shouldn't have been a 20-point game. <laughs> and we'll talk about why it was that that way here in just a minute. But let's talk stop, stock up on offense. Um, let's go, uh, Seth, Brandon, me, Seth, who's your stock up on offense player coach on offense? Uh, I went a unit. I went the offensive line. I really thought that we expected them to be improved. Um, but in reality, the biggest thing you wanted to see is them not be a liability. And guess what? They weren't, they held everything together. They deep breath um you know tried to establish a run game it wasn't for lack of blocking it was kind of a scheme issue it seemed like more than anything um mm -hmm. they didn't give up too much they didn't have many opportunities to give up pass rushes but the two for 13 they started out with was not because of poor blocking it was again scheme issues so mm -hmm. um the offensive line held up gotta be proud of that yeah I, that's what i was gonna go with um, since I was almost sure you were going to go with this one, but I'll go with this one because your tweeting made this obvious who your stock up was going to be. And it's James Evans. He is legitimately, legitimately yeah. an NFL punter. Yeah. Holy cow. If, honestly, do you want to know how this game quickly becomes 40 to three? A couple shanks and, oh, yeah. and amazing field position. James Evans, the defense kept us in the game, right? But the defense can't keep us in the game if they're constantly only needing to go 40, 50, 60 yards. Mm -hmm. James Evans was a legitimate weapon. A weapon. What was the tweet? I tried pulling it up here because I knew as soon as you said offensive line, I tried I tried finding it. You had a hilarious stat. Oh, it's oh gone, he had a, the like, measly 45-yard punt that lowered his average yes. to like 53 or something yes. like that. Yeah. You had a lot of money tweets. That was that was that was one of them. That was really, really good. Um, so stock up on James Evans potential. Big banter. Big banter. Let's do an update of your punter rankings. And yeah, James Evans better this. be number one. Yeah, get him out of the cellar. Uh, Ray Guy's top eight award this week. Uh, I think top. I think that I'm assuming that means top eight punter in the in the country. Seth, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, he's but, but you know he's he, he's a bottom four punter. Didn't they have him as twelve or thirteen? You know, it's just they got an IU there. Four point two. Unbelievable. He had one really bad touchback but i mean it was a it was a beast of a punt i mean just i mean hit the it, it bounced and hit the bottom of the upright so um that leaves two for me i'm gonna take cam camper i know he he's didn't back. have a huge game but he's back and man he looked and you want to talk about somebody that was upset i didn't watch it i just read it um he was apparently he was pissed uh, I think it was fourth quarter. He came off the came off the field, slammed his helmet down. I mean, the dude was open 
all yep. game. He yep. was dominating whoever number one was out on the corner for them. Um, just absolutely working them. Seth, I had the whole, you can't guard six, you can't guard six going like I did in Cincinnati last year when he had 10 catches, when we had somebody or a scheme at least that threw the football. Um, he, he was unguardable, couldn't guard him. Um, and then on the other side, I mean, really our wide receivers were fine. They were getting open on their pass routes. You know, as, as I said, I gave the bad stat. Soresby was eight of 15, 58 yards. He only threw the ball 15 times. And a lot of this has to do with scheme as far as 58 yards goes on eight, eight receptions. So, uh, defense pick two, I've got six listed. So there's no way you guys can pick at least my two. So Seth, go ahead, pick one and then we'll make a, make our round here. Yeah, I'll go with the the obnoxiously easy one again. This was yeah. Aaron Casey. He showed up Great on third game. and fourth down time after time. He was the guy knifing in on run blitzes or sh- I mean, shoot, they may have been just run fills. I mean, he was reading uh, he was reading the was interior running game very popping, well, bro. He was popping. And ass. yes, and he was uh, what owning what I say, owning the lumber yard or something like that. I don't know. He was he <laughs> but he you could just hear when him and uh, Magnum Fair hit. They hit hard. Yes. You got two dude. thumpers at backer. Yeah. Yep. Brandon. You know that they are what we think. Or you remember the uh yeah, that yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah, he's a Bears fan. He knows exactly he knows all about it. Dennis Green. Dennis they are Green. Who we thought they were. Yeah. It, Andre Carter is who we thought he is. Yes. Andre yeah. Carter. Well, again, not a huge stat day. He was wrecking dudes, ruining plays Mm -hmm. like he took away his entire side of the line. They were having to double team him. Yep. Two TFLs led the team in TFLs on the day. Uh, Andre Carter is going to feast this year. He is also going to be an NFL. You gave me both the NFL players. You gave me James Evans and and Andre Carter. I have another Um, one that might make it. Holy cow. Is he just on again on TV? Super, super impressive to watch. Um, you would have thought he would have been Ohio State uh, or he would have been on Ohio State the way he was playing. He, he's he very, looked he's incredible. very good and he's huge. You guys are finally getting to see him. I, I don't know if the TV did it or not, but he's he's a yes. monster. Um, I'm going to leave. I'll leave an easy one. I said my boy earlier. I'll leave that one for one of you two. I'm going to take a. Uh, uh, higher up the tree, I think a guy that had a huge game, Phil Dunham. Phil Dunham, the redshirt freshman. We talked about him, or I've talked about him for a while. A kid out of Miami, six total tackles, an interception, uh, great play on the corners. Uh, I think he kind of moved all around the defensive backfield, put a little safety, put a little corner. Uh, he's going to be a stud. I think Matt Ge- uh, Guerrero came out yep. today and said he's made. That, uh, on the pick, which I think he jumped in front of Stover on the pick. Um, he said he's done that 50 times in practice and he'll do it another 50 times. And he's, he's, he's going to be a stud, an absolute stud, a homegrown player. Um, it's, it's good to see somebody like that coming in. Who do you got, Seth? Yeah. Um, he's still hanging out there. So I'm going with the other backer. I'll go with Magnum fair. He, uh, yeah. I, I gave it away earlier. He, he was a thumper too. Um, he held up in coverage and the run game showed some versatility. Uh, we may not see nearly as many rotating backers situationally as we did last year. I should that. To I got a, I got a point thing. on that coming up. Yeah. All right, Brandon. I mean, so uh, again, just to go back uh, until I see it, until I see it, which I didn't watch as much college football as I thought I'd watch, I'm going to have a hard time finding two linebackers as good as Aaron Casey and JMF. I'm going to have a hard time. Those two guys are so good. But I'm also, um, I hope I don't steal your second one. It's I'm going to okay, go, I'm going to make three picks. Go ahead. Because I thought this was the biggest question mark in the whole defense. Yeah. I yeah. thought corner was going to be a huge weakness. And Kobe Miner and Luis Moore were incredible. Yeah. And Especially Lewis Kobe Miner. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Lewis Moore, I think it's his first start at safety. And he was great. Go ahead and talk about Kobe Miner, what, what, was, what he had going on. If this is true, and we have no reason to believe it's not, like 106 temperature. On, 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 Bragg, how hot was it on the field? 
It was hot. <laughs> it was hot. Strep throat too. Don't forget to throw in strep throat. Yeah. Kobe Miner. My God. Yeah. And this who they haven't be, matched up against? If you watch Marvin. the game, you know. Yeah. Um. That, he had a Michael Jordan game. He had a Michael Jordan sick game. Um. And and I don't say that lightly. Uh. Holy cow, Kobe Miner. Um. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, Lewis Moore was one of the other ones that I had on here. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Nick Toomer. I thought Nick Toomer was really good. Another defensive backfield player, uh, redshirt senior out of Stanford uh, that transferred in. I thought he had a really solid game. Um, again, he looks so big on the field. Like he is a tall, long defender, which is perfect against these Big Ten wide receivers. He's going to be making plays all season. So Nick Toomer's my other one. You got one more, or did you just knock them both out at once? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's it uh, on stock up, and this is going to be rough. Um, we'll start real quick. I said stock down defense. We're not allowed to pick anybody. Do you guys want to pick somebody stock I do. down? Yeah, I do. Okay, go ahead. And this is more of a unit than anyone else. But the backup tight ends, as soon as Aaron Casey and JMF weren't off, Cade Stover just had a field day. Linebackers. Linebackers. Linebackers sorry. So, I mean, well, we got – so that's that's Matt Holt. That's Miles Jackson. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, dude Rudolph. out of Kentucky. Rudolph. Josh Rudolph. Dude. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know if it was Seth or Bragg, but yeah. Um, I, I hope we stop seeing as much rotations because JMF could cover anyone and Aaron Casey is going to run through you. You're not going to run through him. Um, so Stover had a good day. He did. Yeah. Boosted his did. NFL stock. He didn't do it on either Casey or JMF. Yeah, it was, it was, and I don't know if this, this is just the good play calling, which, which we'll talk on the, the complete opposite but it almost seemed like as soon as those guys went off the field, they go, team to Stover, out to Stover, go to Stover. And it worked. It seemed to work almost every time. So um, depth linebacker is looking like a concern when you have what it seems to be the elite players that IU does ride, ride your guys. Let me just say one quick thing there, Seth, uh, and then I'll let you get in. I agree. I agree. And I want to, I'll play devil's advocate on this. There's not many times, maybe outside of Michigan, maybe Ohio state where we're going to run into a, a tight end like that. So if that's the weakness, I agree with you. I do agree with you. That's a, a good point. I'm not, I didn't put anybody down. I thought the defense really at 23 points against that, what is supposed to be that offense. That was a great defensive performance for me. But if I had to pick something, I agree with you on that one. Go ahead, Seth. What do you got? Yeah, so I think you guys are going to get hot on the next one. So I'll get hot on this one. Um, so again, I chose a unit, and this one didn't play on the field. Um, this is those lousy bum students oh in the stands. God. So here's what yeah. I'm going to say. is Go The ahead. average, Las Vegas takes us into account, the average home field advantage is roughly three to seven points, give or take the, the atmosphere, the altitude, all this goofy shit that goes into it. But it's literally built into the algorithm. And when you're 10 to three at halftime against what, the number two, three, whatever it is, number ranked three. team in the country. Yeah. Number and five. And your now, priority. Down two points. Your priority is to get back to the party and have some good time somewhere else and not support the students who bust their ass on the field, that's pathetic. What what home field advantage are you offering? At, the, at, at midway through the third quarter, there were literally dozens, dozens of students remaining. Yep. It was gone. On a three-day weekend. Who who do you think? Right? Where are you? What let is your... Eat. Let what it is, eat. Keep eating, Seth. Oh. It's, it's bad, it's, dude. It's I didn't put it on the. I didn't put it on here because I didn't and, want to talk about it. And it, as a Purdue is, guy, I don't know. Is that like? Am, am I? Is it? Is it? Is it hollow coming from me? Is it more effective no. coming from me? Because I think it's laughable. I think as a Purdue fan, it's like, <laughs> look at these guys. They can't even. They have the best team in the one of the best teams in the country coming to town, and they don't even care. They don't care. Let me let me preface this by saying, at the beginning of that game. 
and throughout the majority of the first half, that student section Fantastic. and the Fantastic. overflow completely packed to the brim. But And then down seven at home, gone. It was hot, bro. But it was hot for everybody. It wasn't just hot for them. And when you're 18 or 20 or whatever you are, 19, 20, 21 years old, 22, that ain't that kind of hot. That ain't that kind of hot. They sell beer there. I don't know what, so the, uh, and there's a question. We'll get to it later. Um, I think in there, maybe not. There's not a question about it because I didn't want to talk about it. Um, but we'll bring it up now. I mean, what, what do we have to do to keep him in the stands? Exactly. You're competitive <laughs> against a premier team. If that doesn't get you excited, what's it going to take? Yeah. And they were booing. A couple offensive oh, that play calls gross. and stuff in the first quarter, first and second quarter. I'm like, if you're not even going to show up or stay, I'm not sure you're allowed to boo. So, uh, and I'm good. As I said, I have nothing else. Do I want anything else you want to add on the students, Brandon? It sucked being there and seeing them leave. It really did. Uh, so, I, I I think it's layered and layered negatively. It's culture, right? Um, the juniors and seniors that are there have went through a COVID year. Then they went two and 10 and then they went four and eight. The seniors, the, the they've, they haven't seen it. The juniors haven't seen it. Um, the, I mean, the, so should they have blind faith? Yes. You should support your alma mater no matter what, but it is a little bit of culture. What, what have the students been there to see? Who have we beat at home to give them any faith in being there? This isn't me playing devil's advocate. I truly believe, like, if you're a student, you're a senior, right? What has your three-year college football experience been? Not great. So I I hate it because on one hand, I defend the students, but then I want people like you and me to go to the games, right? So... It's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, we're always going to have blind faith to them, but you're trying to get 18 to 21-year-olds to prioritize something they have no connection with. Yeah. Now, that's my I don't only know what logical. That's my only logical. Oh, you got to win. I mean, you have to win, obviously. But as Seth said, I mean, part of that is creating an atmosphere, creating a, a home field advantage. And those they were loud in the first couple uh, first couple quarters, they were loud and they made, I thought they made a, a decent difference. Um, can we talk about something real quick? Cause I don't think this is on the questions either. Could you tell on TV that it looked like they were false starting a little bit? Ohio state. Yeah. False starting and holding. Up. Okay. I didn't see Obviously I couldn't, I didn't pay too much attention to the holding part of it, but the false start part of it was weird. I mean, it seemed the like the line looked like play. the wave. Like, yeah, <laughs> they would start to creep up before the snap yeah they were on a they were on a silent count and so they would do like a they'd do their indicator and then it was like a one count and just whatever the tackles were their one second was different than everybody else's one second yep yeah for sure okay (sighs) stock down offense do we all have the same thing yes you got to be universal okay walt bell let me read a quote let me read a quote. I got to pull it up. Um, it This is embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Quote, number one goal is to stay in the fight, but we played pitter-pat too long. I played pitter-pat too long. You played pitter-pat, sir, with the number three team in the country down seven points at home. What the hell was that that was awful go ahead what did you guys think so can you imagine doing your job so poorly like all of us have have job well yeah all of us have jobs we all work hard could you imagine like going to your boss or going to the your company or telling a general public yeah, I, I did real bad at my job. I didn't even really want to do a good job. I just didn't want to do a bad job. It sent me. 
Oh, dude, that's bad. I wanted to stay in the fight. You didn't want to win the game. I mean, again, pulling out all the coaching (laughs) cliches, like you play to win the game and he's playing to stay in the fight. I pretty much heard I didn't want to turn the ball over. I didn't want to lose. How do you feel if you're Max? That's your mindset. That's your mindset. How are you a leader? How are you? How are you instilling any confidence in your redshirt freshman quarterbacks? that have literally never played a full game in their life, and your strategy is not to lose? Are, are you kidding me, Walt? I've heard all I need to know to know he isn't a leader. He's not a leader at all. He's supposed to be X's and O's, I would hope. You're either one of two things. You're either a locker room guy or you're an X's and O's genius. He's neither. He is neither. He may Him be a locker room mustache, guy, right? Not with that attitude. No, not now. Yeah, you can't come out and do that now and be a locker room guy. I don't know. He's got to watch. Him and his proof. mustache can leave. Him and his mustache can leave, and yeah. and I'll have and I'll have a question with Brando's Randos coming up here about this. But yeah. it, I was mad about Saturday's offense, and then he came out and said that, and I've been furious since. Hundred percent, Seth. Anything else you want to add on it? Or yeah, the biggest die. The biggest thing I had with him last year is he had no offensive identity, and you can blame injuries. You can blame a lot of things on that. It was his first year. He didn't have the you know personnel, whatever it was. He tried so many different offenses. None of them worked. The one offense he didn't try, the triple damn option. What's he roll out this year? The triple option. He's literally throwing the kitchen sink at everything. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Part of me is like, at least he's trying something. But then the whole talking thing, he just any kind of benefit of the doubt you wanted to give him immediately goes out the window. Yeah. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove Friday and that's still not going to do anything for him. He's got a lot to prove Friday and then the following Saturday. Um, We'll just let that die where it's at and let him continue to dig himself a bigger hole. So um, until then, let's talk real quick. Uh, Super quick word from our sponsor, Modon track club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier state. They craft products, tell stories, create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies, to koozies. as a thank you to our listeners. They're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO 10 at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. We'll revisit predictions super quick because we didn't even want to spend this much time on this game, to be honest with you. Seth said we'd lose 13 to 49. Way too many points, Seth. Brandon said we'd lose 17 to 45. Way too many points, Brandon. And I said we'd lose 17 to 31. Way too many points. What were we thinking? I was technically the closest. Yeah. Look at me. I thought the defense would step up. And there you go. And I thought I told you guys first start for their quarterback. New offensive lineman. That part panned out. I thought we'd find some offense, and we we didn't. Brando Randos, what's up? Right back to Walt Bell. How hot should this leash be? And what should what's a reasonable timeline? Because now I want I want him fired. I mean, Seth started this podcast with hot seeks or hot takes, uh, instant reactions. I don't care. I want him gone um, now. But what is a realistic first four games, first yep. seven games, whole no, season? What What is a realistic timeline on this if he continues to put up one, two, three score performances? Four games. If they can't, if they don't come out Friday and absolutely obliterate on offense, Indiana State, and then show some sort of consistency against uh, a Louisville team that got just obliterated in the first half by a bad Georgia Tech team, then then I think the pressure's really on against Akron, and if he doesn't show up there, then he's gone. He's got to go at that point. What's, what's your number on point? I don't know. We'll get into that tomorrow. We'll, we'll get into that for the Indiana State podcast. Okay. But like, I'll just say, I'll tease it. If we win 23 to 3, let's reverse it. Let's let's say we do what 
Ohio State did to us, that's not good enough. No. No. 23 points is not good enough. And they'll say, oh, well, that's what Ohio State did to us. Not good enough. Not good enough. I'd say first month is what I want. If it goes more than seven games, I I quickly turn this away from Walt Bell and I turn this on to Tom Allen. I I think you're absolutely right. I think that's it's four games. If it goes any longer than four games, now all of a sudden it's you skip you skip the sacrificial lamb and you go straight to the what is it lambs? Oh shit, I forget it. Um, <laughs> pig, pigs get fat, hogs hogs get slaughtered. There we go. There you go. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I, I think I am not a fan of in season firings most of the time, but guess what? You have waiting in the wings. Uh, you have Bob Bostat, who's a hell of an offensive mind. At least has run an offensive running game for several several seasons before and he has a built-in replacement in rob rod carey who currently is working as what is a defensive quality assistant but has extensive uh experience running an offensive line so you have pieces that can kind of waterfall themselves into place so yeah that i put it right if you can't if the non-conference if you don't have substantial improvement got to go yep yeah no and and to even put a little bit more on that um Bostad has been an offensive coordinator before. It's been 15 years since he's been an offensive coordinator, but he's been that before. And what I just keep going to is leadership. And yeah, they're just silly social media hype videos, but who who is not going to respect Bob Bostad, right? That guy is going to instantly lift that room immediately. Yep. Listen to what Mike Tadek has to say about him. If you, uh, Need need more proof. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. It's yeah, he's gotta go. Continue. All right. Um feel like it happens half a dozen times a year. What was Tom and, and maybe you were there, Michael? What was he doing? Go for it on fourth and four on the 42. You punt that ball, pin them within their 10 yard line. Make him go 90-plus yards in less than 90 seconds. I thought giving up points at the half was monstrous. Yeah. You know how amped they would have been getting a Ohio State stop going into the locker room? Instead, that defense that played their tails off get put in a position where they give up an easy, not an easy field goal, but they only need to get 20 yards. That was the field. That was the fumble. Fumble incomplete drive too, and that sucked. Uh, so the the there was a lot of pressure in the stadium for people for him to go for it, and then when he did go for it, there were almost half as many people were saying, "Why are we going for it?" And it's just, I mean, I was one of those guys who were like, "There's no way we're going to call a timeout." You know, Ohio State I think was the one that called the first timeout, um, and then we came out as if we were going to go for it. And I'm like, we're not going to do this. We're going to try to get him to jump. We'll call a timeout. I think it got down to six seconds on the play clock and we snapped the ball and I go, we're going for it. <laughs> I can't believe we did this. And, uh, Bonehead, yeah, I had, man. Yeah. Bonehead. I mean, that didn't change the game. I don't think, but it would have, it maybe, maybe who knows. I mean, would have kept the students in the stands. Probably not. He, arguably the best player on the field on Saturday was Jimmy yeah. Evans. Put the ball in his hands. Mate. Yeah. Continue. La- Anything else? La- last question here, because um, I know this is going over that we wanted. Kind of a rough weekend for the Big Ten all around. Um, who was the big best Big Ten team, and who was the worst Big Ten team? Northwestern. Oh, I didn't watch Northwestern, but so Northwestern, bad. I think, based off the oh. score, had to have been awful. Oh. You know they what? Made, you know what? I'm going to say something real quick. I thought even Nebraska threw the ball 41 times. I thought Nebraska, who continues to get hyped up, was awful. I thought Jeff Sims was awful. Like, you want to talk about not having an identity on offense? My goodness, that was bad. And they dominated, right, Seth? Like that first drive, I think they just drove right down on Minnesota. And from there on out, that was bad. It's a but clown best, person idiot. It was terrible to watch. Yeah. Best, uh, 
I didn't watch very much. I I'll just I'll stick with my pick. I'll just go with Penn State. You're right. Cool. Drew Lar looks Drew Lar looks incredible. Tua or Talia. Uh, <laughs> dang it! I just I I've been all fantasy football this whole week. So, uh, but Talia again, um, thirty two point win. He looked he looked good from the from what I saw. Um, four touchdowns, four total touchdowns for Talia. But it was Penn State. It was, okay. it, it, the answer was Penn State. I didn't watch any other football. So great guess. Good job. All right, that's, uh, that's, that's it. Pretty, Seth, yeah. what do you got? You got one, you said, right? Yeah, I got one. All right, so I you spent a lot of time fantasy football. I spent a lot of time on PFF grades. So I'm just oh. going to run through some very interesting things for you guys. I'm just going to run off the highest rated unit was pass coverage. 69. 69. Nice. nice. Uh, run grade, Christian Turner got the highest run grade. I texted you about this. I texted both of you about this during the game. I thought he looked incredible. Passing grade went to Brendan Sorsby. Okay. Last drive, he looked great. Imagine if imagine if they called that, you know, except for the last drive of the, the game. Pass block grade, Mike Kadick, 78. And ooh, uh, ooh. I, I wasn't going to say number two on a lot of these, but wanted to give props to Carter Smith, who had a really nice day at left tackle, 73. Um, and then, yeah, of course, from, from Ohio State country, Josh Henderson, of course, solid in the past game as well. Um, all right. Run block grade was Josh Sales. He barely edged out Bray Lynch. The pass grades and the run grades were almost mere flips of each other. Kind of expect that uh, defensive grade. The one guy we didn't talk about and Brandon, you actually kind of dogged him a little bit. Joshua Ran- uh, Rudolph, 90.6 highest rated defender. I'm telling you uh, that dude's a baller and he's young. It was limited, limited snaps too. Yeah, so give him some time. Uh run defensive grade went to Aaron Casey. He barely edged out Andre Carter. Tackling grade went to Aaron Casey, barely edged out Phil Dunham. Pass rush grade. This one was interesting. Noah Pierre was the best pass yeah. rusher. Yeah. Noah. And coverage, guess who the coverage, best coverage was? Brandon, you can't miss this. Oh, Kobe Miner. Nope. Louis Moore? <laughs> Phil Dunham. Yeah, the interception. No, that was my guy. Oh, that sorry. Guy. I'm sorry. I screwed that up. I set you up, Brandon. That's my fault. Yeah. Uh, the interception put him over uh, Josh. Uh, so Josh didn't actually do too bad in coverage either. Um, yeah, so that was some interesting things. I was a little surprised about uh, Noah Pierre being the best pass rusher. Again, limited limited snaps, but... Yeah, but just, I mean, they're just... The defense played so well. I love to hear those grades. That's great. All right, Brandon, let's get into a part you've not been a part of yet. Uh, and we're going to make these quick because this has already gone longer than what we thought it was going to go. So we'll read five... Uh, I've got a part in here with quarterback debate. I'm, I'm not doing this. We're not going to do that part today. We'll do that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, okay. This one's from Kevin Frank at Hoosier underscore hatchet on Twitter. Is Andre Carter the best IU defensive lineman of the LEO podcast boys IU fan lives? I'm going to say for not for the podcast, but for a while we've been watching IU football. See the best defensive lineman. I got to cheat yeah. and it's Ottawa and Leah Goo and Leah. And that's only because I'm a you know how much fan. IU football. I watched when he was playing zero. So right. Yes. That, I was going to say that's. <laughs> uh, I mean, before that, I mean, Darius Latham, see the, he's the any kind of only other guy. NFL in the past guy. Yeah. No, I, 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 I want to believe it's, but it's only been one game. I'll have to go with the Goulia too. I think just cause he's, he's done it. So we'll see. He, he's got the potential. For sure. But um, I'll read Darren's question, but we don't have to answer it. But this is Darren E at Darren E four, six, four, two, eight, two. the man. Yes, he is. Did Walt Bell play call not to win, but just to keep it close? We've already answered that, right? Walt I think answered so. that. Yeah, Walt did it himself. So uh, Colorado Krugel or Krugel, depending on where you're from at Colorado K 04. What did y'all think? Of the O line, we already answered that question too. I thought it was great. Uh, Bobby for Prez. Yes, 
And Indiana Edits, he gave us about 74 questions. I picked one of the 74. We love you. At Indiana underscore Edits. Uh, what must Indiana's offense do or show on Friday night to convince you that Walt Bell isn't just Mike DeBoard? Part two, Seth. 50 points. Yeah, I think 40 to 50 has to happen. No, put on your 42 big boy is pants. Accept- 42 is acceptable. points. Make a statement. Okay. Pull, maybe pull the starting running backs and starting wide receivers, but Soresby and Taven have to play the whole game, and you have to pull, like you have to keep playing. There is no taking your foot off the gas. It sucks for Indiana State. Indiana State fans are probably going to be super mad about this, but this shouldn't be a running up to score. This should be a live practice. No, they they should know. I feel like if we were coming into this game in this situation, say Ohio State just got beat 23 to 3 and we were next on Ohio State's schedule, I think we would be like, "Oh, this could be this could be bad." And so hopefully that's what they get. Um I've seen a game where we've put 73 on them. And I'd love to see that again. But that was when we had Kevin Wilson as an offensive coordinator. So probably not going to see that. But either way, who cares? We'll move on. We'll talk more Indiana State tomorrow. Uh, be sure to check out our pod on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. It's at Podcast LEO. And be sure to follow our new partner. They're not new anymore. I spent a lot of time with Brant at our tailgate. He's a good dude. Uh, owner of uh, Big Banter Sports at Big Banter Sports. For all the latest updates involving our podcast as well as the new additions, which is not. This is an old outro, Seth. Why did we get this on here? Uh, the other 13 crappy football teams that get covered on this platform be sure to download follow rate review on all of our platforms and join us again as we preview the game against the trees until then we love you guys elio 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 he said it